The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the best. Welcome to the Voice of Search Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and in this podcast, we're going to discuss the hottest topics in the ever-changing world of search engine optimization. Joining us again today is Jordan Cooney, who is both a world-renowned SEO strategist and the CEO of Search Metrics Inc. Today, we're going to talk about keyword depth and breadth. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. So, Jordan, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks, Ben. So, I've got some got some great news. Oh, please! Yeah, well, uh, it's it's personal news. I uh, I work on another podcast. It's called the Martech Podcast. Uh, you've been one of my guests. I launched it. You were actually my first guest, and since our conversation, it's been about four months. And from an SEO perspective, we've gone to off the page and unlaunch product to the number one ranking for MarTech podcast. You're welcome. I think uh, I want to send my invoice over now. Is that is that what I'm supposed to say? <laughs> the, the truth is we've published about 40 pieces of content. So while I appreciate you being one of my guests, um, I'm not paying that. Oh, dang. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, my goal for that podcast was, you know, in terms of SEO, was to rank number one for the keyword MarTech podcast. And so all of my site structure, all of my keywords were focused on MarTech and podcast and putting that together. And we've, we've reached the mountaintop. So I guess the question for me is now that uh, you know, I've reached the milestone that I set out to achieve, um, which direction do I go? Do I try to go up market and try to you know, rank for more general words related to MarTech? Or do I try to 
pick off other long tail keywords. Help me think about depth and breadth and how do other companies work on this problem? It's a, it's a fascinating um, topic from the perspective that there isn't a silver bullet in terms of like how to go about this process. In fact, I think that if I were to do a search online for the number of keyword research articles, it would be just an, a ridiculous proportion of articles, all of which have half-truths and half-lies in them. So I should not try to rank for keyword research. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, you can certainly try, but uh, you know, I think the Martech podcast has uh, has bigger aspirations than that. But uh, so let's 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 dive in a little bit. I mean, keyword depth and breadth. I I personally believe that this is the lens by which um, great keyword research starts, which is um, first understanding where you have success, and that's what you've done, right? You just highlighted that. The MarTech podcast has reached a top ranking for the primary keyword that you're focused on. And so what's next? How, how do I continue to expand this? And so one of the things that we, we love doing at Searchmetrics is helping our clients understand what data points to reference when you're trying to go through the discovery process of depth or breadth. And so, for example, one of the first things you look at is your competitive set and looking at different competitive factors. So... If you're going to go up market um, and you're basically going to go into a, a depth scenario where you're either going to go up or down market in terms of the keywords that you're targeting. So basically, this means you're staying within the same topic cluster, the same family of keywords. You're staying within MarTech keywords. You really want to understand the competitive landscape. And that's really the, the core of it. And one of the, the simplistic things you can do is just checking to see if Wikipedia shows up for one of those keywords. Because when Wikipedia shows up, it becomes dramatically more difficult to rank for that particular keyword. That's a very simplistic, binary um, process to looking at competition. However, you can get much more, much more involved in the process by looking at various competitive factors. So basically what you're saying, the hard and fast rule is if you're looking to go up market, you can use Wikipedia as an indicator. If they are ranking highly for a keyword that you're trying to rank for, it's going to be tough sledding. Is that what, I, what you're saying? Yes, uh, that's exactly what I'm saying. And it's, it's all about understanding the authority of the competitive set that you're, you're going after. And so um, Wikipedia is an incredibly authoritative site. They often control knowledge graph and other elements within the SERP. And it's really hard to displace them from a top ranking. And when you're assessing your ability to be competitive, either upstream or downstream, you should use these factors as part of your, your analysis. Now, obviously, tools like our search metrics, we have uh, competitor scoring. And so you can take lists of keywords and you can look at how competitive they are variety of other tools do the same thing. But the idea there is that when you're looking at depth, understanding your competitor is one of the most important components to start with. Okay, so understanding your competitive landscape, and you're saying that Wikipedia is a good benchmark for most keywords. Um, what are other ways that you can look at your competitive landscape? So other ways you can look at the competitive landscape is um, understanding the SERP layout. So what other SERP features are showing up um, in, in, in Google. Um, another way you can look at the competitive landscape is to uh, determine uh, whether or not you want to monitor or track certain competitors. Uh, when I used to work at eBay, 
we would do this. We, we would monitor and track Amazon. And whenever Amazon showed up for a particular keyword, then we, we would add that to our bucket that we would track. And then we'd make a determination later on if we wanted to go and compete for that keyword. Interesting. Okay. So basically understanding what else is on the page, um, understanding who the who else is in your competitive landscape helps you understand how difficult it's going to be to go up market. Talk to me about breadth. Uh, you know, what are some of the strategies for understanding how difficult it's going to be to go wide, not vertical? So this is where, if you read a lot of these articles, this is typically kind of where they, they, they start the conversation about keyword research because what most people want to start diving right into is this whole concept of long tail. Because historically, most of the keyword studies that have been done in, in our industry... Uh, allude to the fact that the lion's share of traffic that goes to either individual websites or as a whole across all of search come from long tail queries. Uh, if you start to introduce new factors into this, like say voice search, it even becomes more clear that the long tail is where the game is played. And that's really the whole concept behind breath because breath allows you to look at, well... I'm looking at MarTech, but boy, maybe I should be looking at questions related to MarTech, or maybe I should be looking at, you know, sister topics related to MarTech. And that breadth broadens your scope, broadens you into long tail queries and the multitude of options. Talk to me about the tool set for figuring out the breadth of a keyword list and what can you do to basically figure out what's a good target for you? So the, the, the first key indicator is understanding the value of the keyword. Um, and what I love is when companies create a value checklist. Um, and so it's kind of like building your own formula where you say, if a keyword has a certain amount of search volume, um, it may even have like a certain multiplier because of its importance to, to your business. Um, you can even take other other data points like um, competition, like we discussed before, um, or you can also take um, algorithmic type factors like um, uh, traffic index, which is a factor that we use um, in, in search metrics uh, to understand, say, like low hanging opportunities. So, what if what if you already rank in say position thirty for this particular keyword? How do I get this position keyword to rank higher? You take all these different data points and you start to um, create like a formula to then prioritize the breadth because the, the challenge with breadth as as opposed to the vertical approach is that in a vertical approach, it becomes super simple and very, very clear because you are targeting extremely specific keywords that are very much related to either your business or the core topic you're looking at. In the breadth situation, the, the, the permutations become infinite and they become very, very exhaustive. And so it requires data in order for you to prioritize and ultimately determine value. So I, I want to simplify what you're saying because I, I feel like your suggestion is to create a scoring mechanism and, and that can be infinitely complex. But to me, what I'm hearing is, you know, the first way to put a scoring mechanism together is find some metric for volume of searches times the competition ranking divided by where you're already ranking, right? So it's it gets a million views, the competitive score is 10, and we already rank 30th. Are there any other variables that are mandatory for you to assess the value of a keyword? 
The primary ones I think are absolutely critical to assess are search volume and then oftentimes a CPC because that helps you determine a true dollar and cents perspective on a particular keyword. Um, the other component that's very important for all of us to, to consider is um, what you call your, your search volume spread or seasonality. So when is a particular keyword very popular? Um, that becomes a factor, especially if you're trying to build campaigns and you're trying to prioritize, say, in your breath scenario, particular seasonal campaigns or events that might take place in your business. Uh, these would be the three most critical factors to consider in your formula. And then you can add factors to the formula. And you can do this very easily in a spreadsheet. You can take a spreadsheet of all these keywords. You can take something like um, search volume uh, with a multiplier based on the business importance of this keyword. And that multiplier can be you know, um, either up or down. So it can either be like a, you know, 0.5 or it can be 2. And then if it's 2 guess what? A keyword that may only have 100 searches a month suddenly gets a great multiplier versus a keyword that has 500 searches a month. And now those two keywords are basically equal, right? Because one has a higher business value or intent behind it. One of the biggest missing components for most SEOs in calculating value is missing out on the opportunity to define a keyword based on its importance to the company. They often just rip down these spreadsheets from these tools and then they just send it over to whoever asked. There's not a lot of value in just providing search volume. You have to, you have to extrapolate how that's going to help your business. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Uh, okay, so let's, let's put this into a, a, a tangible use case. Let's talk about the MarTech podcast for a second as an example for everyone's listening. I can go and find the search volume for all the keywords related to MarTech topics, multiply that by the CPC to understand what their value is, then I could add some other multipliers to, based on how valuable I think a given keyword is and how much I can create content for it. And then you have to divide by where you're already ranking to understand how far you are away from actually having that make a business impact. Is that the, an easy way to put together an algorithm? 
Yeah, it's an easy way to build a formula for your keyword research. And I think that's, that's the important factor to consider here is that this is actually hard work. This isn't just downloading a spreadsheet. Damn. <laughs> um, okay, so Jordan, talk to me about topics. I'm ranking for the MarTech podcast. Should I branch out to try to rank for marketing podcast? Or should I focus on something that's a little closer to home? Do I go for MarTech blog? This is an area where analysts and SEOs get super greedy, right? They, they see that they've been successful with marketing podcast or MarTech podcast, excuse me, like you have. And they quickly jump to that next topic. And often they, they reach too far and go into a really competitive set and don't realize the same success that they had with the original topic. And so it's really critical that you build off of the core that you've started. So jumping into, say, something like MarTech vlog or MarTech um, content or MarTech posts, those are going to be much easier or even better yet, MarTech questions. So questions related to MarTech, answering those in your content and in your podcast, that will be much more successful for you than trying to jump into a topic that is further away from the core. Um, at Search Metrics, we actually built a uh, semantic association. We call it our topic cluster. And in our content experience product, we do this for customers. We visualize this reality, which is how close to home are you on this topic? And are you writing about something that's too far away and going to be way too difficult for you to be successful? I've seen what you're talking about in the content experience. And that's essentially the the word cloud or the word cluster where you have your central topic in the middle and you can actually visually see how far away a keyword is. So basically what you're saying is, I have a big center MarTech podcast right in the middle of my cloud, but marketing podcast is probably like two miles away still. But something like you know MarTech blog might be a little bit closer to home. Yeah, exactly. And um, it's funny because you can look at this data from a spreadsheet point of view or visualization, um, but helping our listeners to to understand that if you build these relationships with the core of where you're already successful, your ability to generate better breadth of keyword rankings will happen. But it requires you to be focused on building that that expansion into very closely related topics versus trying to jump and ping pong onto the next one. Uh, and this is a very this is a very hard lesson for many analysts to learn. And there's been really great tools that have also been built out there to help people. Uh, one of my favorites, because I brought this up earlier, is around questions. Um, and I don't know if anyone has ever seen this product. It's called Answer the Public. And Answer the Public basically is a database that um, aggregates uh, various um, questions and, and topics based on the route that you put in. So you could put in something like, say, used cars, and it'll give you all the questions that people ask on the internet about used cars. And they'll build relationships around them. So like, you know, they'll give you all the how questions versus the can questions versus the what questions and the when questions. And this is a very powerful tool to help you stay within your cluster, stay within the relationship that you can build from. And, and I hope that if you take anything away from this podcast, you take that away because if you spend your time and energy there, you'll find way more success than trying to do this crazy keyword research and finding the next great gold mine that exists in the data. Answer the public. Hysterical site. 
they there is a video playing in the background of a bald guy who looks like he knows all the answers to every question. Um, and when I type in Martech podcast, of course, there are uh, there are no questions that are listed. So I guess the reason why I'm ranking first is that there's probably not a ton of people that are actually looking for the Martech podcast, but I'm still going to feel good about it in my heart. <laughs> well, maybe we can change. <laughs> maybe we can change the search demand on this topic after this podcast. <laughs> Okay, so your advice is to start answering questions that people are interested in, and that's where Answer the Public comes in. Is that really something that's going to help me rank for a tangential topic to where I'm only ranking, or is that helping me figure out what are the next few topics to cover? When looking at something like your core topic versus questions, it's important to kind of understand, hey, what's the intent behind this? What am I, what am I trying to do for the for my consumer or for my my visitor. And the reality is that they're not they're not necessarily the same thing, right? Answering a question for a martech related topic could be wildly different from uh, the same the, the content that's necessary to rank for martech podcast. And so understanding intent and building relationships within your content related to intent is a critical next step once you've done your keyword research. So if you know you want to answer certain questions, you better make sure that you're doing that from an informational perspective versus, say, trying to rank for a branded keyword where it's clearly addressing a navigational desire, someone who's trying to navigate to your website. Right. Let me give you a great example. We do this a lot with, with some of our clients. They have like help centers, right? So like they have these big, massive help centers where tons of of questions have been submitted by customers, and you know these experts, either from their community or their customer support team, have answered all those questions. And in some cases, the intent behind what they're trying to get into Google is there to actually answer questions and answer questions in Google. Whereas how they cluster or categorize all these questions that have been answered into certain categories have a very different intent and have a very different intent in terms of what the user is trying to do when they land on the help center. More often than not, what we end up finding out is that sometimes the way you cluster some of this help center content is bringing in either uh, individuals that are trying to um, assess whether they want to purchase or use that product, or they're trying to do some due diligence and discovery of the product, versus someone who's trying to come and figure out what their problem is and, and get it solved. And that's, that's the amazing power of taking keyword research, um, looking at the, the, the various data points, and then applying them to an to an intent and the right content, that that recipe right there allows you to expand on your keyword depth and breadth. Um, and building that those connections allows you to to be successful in, in search. And so um, I hope that that's a useful uh, perspective in terms of how you use the uh, questions. I understand what you're saying in the sense of, you know, you can answer individual questions related to a topic, but there's also a categorization exercise to be done to group all of the keywords that you're reaching to come up with other topics. And that actually brings me back to the original question of how do you decide whether you should go wide or go deep? How do you evaluate depth versus breadth? There's no right answer. Every business is a little different. Um, And ultimately, what I recommend is Start your discovery process on the data points that we discuss. In the depth scenario, start looking at competition, competition factors. 
on the breath scenario. Um, let's start understanding search volume um, and build a formula to prioritize certain keywords. Um, for, for many businesses that are operating at scale, right? So like big, big enterprises, you should be doing both of these things. For smaller websites, bloggers, or individuals that have a, a small site, it's important for you to understand where it is that you can win and invest the right energy in the right place. Um, and that, that, I think, is a critical component in, in understanding great keyword research is that for the small folks that are out there operating a site, don't go out there spending all your time in one of these areas. Become very focused on a particular set of keywords, drive in on those, grow the business off of that versus trying to tackle all of these, um, these scenarios. That was a very diplomatic answer, and I'm going to push back. I, I think <laughs> what you're saying is everyone should do their homework and they should figure out what the right business strategy for their brand is. But I do think that there's a difference between depth and breadth. And what you need to understand is what the volume of the keywords you are likely to rank for when you go deep is, and how much effort you're going to have to put in to go wide. And so, you know, there is a business decision here. If there isn't a lot of competition, there's a lot of volume, you can rank relatively easy for a high-performing keyword, great, go deep. If that's not realistic, you know, if you're in e-commerce and you're going to try to rank for iPhone, that's going to be really, really difficult. You should probably be chasing after long tail keywords. So at the end of the day, what I'm hearing is do your homework, download your spreadsheets, build your algorithm, feel out how difficult it's going to be to rank for the head terms. And if it's going to be too long or too difficult or too risky for you to go that direction, then, you know, you got to do more hand-to-hand combat and build lots of content for lots of long-term keywords Mm -hmm. and build up to the larger terms. Mm -hmm. Well said. Well said, Ben. Okay. Any, any last words before we, before we check out for the day? Uh, Happy keyword hunting. (laughs) Happy keyword hunting. Okay. Happy keyword hunting from Jordan Cooney, the CEO of Search Metrics Inc. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jordan Cooney, the CEO of Search Metrics Inc. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Jordan, you can find links to his bio in our show notes, or you can shoot him an SEO related tweet to JT Cooney, that's J T K O E N E, on Twitter. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. 
That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. If you have any general marketing questions or if you want to talk about podcasting, you can find my contact information in our show notes or you can send me a tweet at Ben J. Shap. That's B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. If you like this podcast and you want a regular stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your feed, hit the subscribe button in your podcast app. Lastly, if you've enjoyed this show and you're feeling generous, we would be honored for you to leave a review in the Apple iTunes store. It's a great way for us to share our learnings about SEO and content marketing. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers you're looking for are always in the data.